let me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Our podcast. No Mo Money March. That was my... Uh... My mantra going in towards the end of February and towards uh, March where I'm not going to spend any more money on dumb stuff. What do you consider dumb? Anything I buy, dude. Any Just and toys. everything I buy. What uh, about eating out? Does that sort of count? Or yeah, is that... eat, eating out counts. Okay, um, awesome. I'm doing the same thing with our buddy Chewy. We're I heard. Not, we're not eating out. It's going to be fun. Uh, uh, side note about Chewy, I heard he was fasting for like 36 hours or something. Uh, he likes to do that. Binge. Yeah, that's binging and purging. That is an eating disorder. That is very bad whoa, whoa, for your whoa, whoa, body. Oh, man. don't Maybe don't put him on blast here. That's kind of unfair. His own listeners put him on blast. Okay, well, if like, it's already it's not, been blasted like, all over him. People have called in and said, like, dude, that's bad yeah um anyhow I, lo- I love him but i worry about him because that is not the uh uh like it's good and all to go a month being really healthy and eating yeah. right maybe even fasting some but then when the next month you do Whoa, the right. opposite i mean there's literally Look. been studies <laughs> and evidence point being the thing I, that helped me stop binge eating so frequently was just uh, maybe 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 Lighten up on the THC, you know what I mean? That can help too. <laughs> that helped me significantly. I don't cause... mean to derail and keep talking about our our friend Chewy, a radio host from across uh, the hall. We, we love him, but man, I, I've I've known him for for decades. We did a podcast together called for... "I Can't Get a Job on the Radio" podcast before we got jobs on the radio. Nice. Um, uh, but he used to do this thing where he would so he wouldn't eat. He would get so high he couldn't eat. And it would work for hours. Yeah. But then when he started tapering off, if he didn't go to sleep, he would cook like these giant meals at midnight. Yeah. Which was awesome for me because I would come home, you know, from the bar and be like, oh, damn, we've got right. chorizo beans and queso. Mm, you scoop some of that up. Oh, like, I would. One quick last thing to add. If you keep your mood high enough, which means you need to actually eat and get some good rest, you don't tend to binge eat quite as often, Correct. I notice. So just try to stay as healthy as possible, And I'm man. no model of health, believe no, me. Nor am I. These um, are recent discoveries to me, so... He's someone that can actually get healthy and do stuff, dude. and that's what's frustrating <laughs> that he just... Does well and then tanks himself and then does well, but then he also has very destructive methods of getting healthy yeah. uh, by fasting. The well, way the way he works out, I went to work out with him once, and uh, a friend of mine who's a, a, a trainer, she's like, "Don't ever do that stuff." No, and she's like, he, "Especially you." He's trying to punish himself, and I used to do it in similar ways too by suddenly by oh, being now, on the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, oh, I gotta do keto now. I got you know, like things like that. After you had like a bad weekend of just binging and stuff, and it's like, look, man, just get back up on the horse and keep trotting along. Okay, you know what I mean? Pop, Don't pop. punish yourself. Don't. Go over the top. If you go over the top eating, start fresh the next day. You also have to realize Take that you are going to make mistakes and mess up. Yes. And if you do, so with my drinking, that was the thing. If I would drink and break like a week without it, I'd be like, well, I've already broke the seal. Screw it. Uh, you got to allow yourself to make mistakes and know if you do, hey, it's okay. Forgi- I can start over yeah. again. It, it's your, no big deal. Forgive yourself. I start all over again. Here we go. Uh, point being, I'm glad to see. So you're doing no fast food. You're doing no eating out. Just no sort eating of thing. out. Now, that, unfortunately, I forgot about our, uh, we're doing a little judging of some barbecue this weekend. That doesn't count as much, though, because you're also not eating full on ribs. Like you are, you're taking a bite of a rib and yeah. then moving on. It's yeah. not It's not going to be excessive. You'll, you'll I, see. I told you, I was like, hey, man, if you really feel bad about it, jealous about me doing that. Just eat a, eat a meal out. It's not a big Dude, deal. Dude, baby bird and bring him home. Like, <laughs> keep a little sack and you just kind of spit something into his, Just bring him a bag That's of for meat. Later. Yeah. That's genius. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm doing No Money March and Ooh. I'm already uh, failing. We'll talk about that. And uh, Spencer, uh, no eating out. Uh, yeah, let's dive into this in a little bit. I, yeah. I, I yeah, love yeah. it. No Mo Money March! month is all about self-improvement ish sort of i guess uh we were just talking about it uh my uh mantra is no mo money march haven't started so well uh spinny uh tell me about what you are doing along with our friend from across the hall chowie well chewie and i are we've decided to not eat out this entire month in an effort to one save some money and two 
uh, help us slim down a little bit because, you know, whenever you eat out, all that stuff is outrageously packed with the calories, obviously. It's delicious. And you're There's eating, a reason to go out. usually eat more. Yeah, a lot of times uh, you will you eat more. if you're making a sandwich yeah. or if you're cooking a steak like, or something at home. Oh, well, I paid for this. You know, they served me a certain amount. I might as well eat it all. And, and of course, a, you're going to get an appetizer or chips and queso. Right, because it's yeah. a sort of a, an occasion type thing. But, you know, when you eat out multiple times a week, it's not that special anymore in the first place. And two, man... When you actually sit down and look at your budget, <laughs> dude, it adds, oh, it it adds up. It it's, hurts bad. It's ridiculous. So my uh, my uh, eating out is on my list, and I'm going to call it excessive uh, favor door dashing. Sure. If it's a couple times a week, whatever. But if it's two times a day, like we've uh, mm, we've see, done, I've been there, and it, it just it hurts, man. It hurts. It it really adds up. And listen, I don't mind uh, tipping. But no, the delivery fee, the tipping fees, going out and eat, it, it all adds more to it. My first round was when I would eat out, I would not order cocktails, and neither would my fiance, and that knocked a pretty hefty chunk off the bill. But yeah. now I'm just going to try to not eat at all, and on top of that, not spend money on dumb stuff, uh, because I have inherited uh, alcoholism from my mother's side of the family. Mm. And shopaholism from my dad's side of the family. Oh, man. Um, my dad is a bargain bin thrifter. Like, he cannot go to Walmart and if he has to get item A, B, C, you know, let's say he has to get some milk, he needs a bag of charcoal, and then uh, has to pick up a prescription. Those are three items. He doesn't go in and out and get three items. Um, he's going by the bargain rack first. He's grabbing stuff there. He's like, he'll have a full shopping cart. Man. Uh, And I kind of do that, too, with my Target or whatever trips. I like to look around and get stuff. I also stopped planning when I go to HEB. Um, and just like I'll say if I'm making a meal, I know what I want to make, but then I'll buy a bunch of other crap. Oh, and okay, I'm hungry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm putting an end to that. But so far, Good. just just one day in. Uh, the other thing I'm doing is holding myself accountable. So I'm making a list of everything I spend that I consider unnecessary and excessive already. Uh, beer and jewel sixty one sixty seven. Uh, thirty five dollars on eBay. A uh, hundred and fifty nine thirty. That's that's Buying, as of today and yesterday. Yeah, CJ, uh, what the hell? Well, I bought tickets to the U.S. Women's National Team is playing at Q2, so I bought tickets to that. Oh, what was the reason pre-sale. for that? Do you follow them or? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. But I, I want to take my fiance. Um, we've got a couple of FC tickets, but mm-hmm. it's in April, so it's nice and cool outside. Still, this is this is a bit more of a rare event. I would almost consider concerts or live events, not necessarily. I mean, this is me maybe. I don't know. It's fun. Maybe I don't go as much as you guys, I know, so but I would the, the probably whole, extend myself a little bit of some slack there. But. I agree, but the whole point of uh, No Mo Money March was to spend No Mo Money. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Just to tighten up and save for the month, okay. Exactly, yeah. and that is one thing that uh, that I have not done, unfortunately. Mm, man. But, you know, we'll work on it together. It's hey, only man. the second day. It'll start Tomorrow. It starts today, buddy. I know. It's already it. started. Oh, by the way, eating out, Spencer, doesn't count if listeners uh, get us food to the station. Right? All right. Thank you for that, Rule. Okay, cool, cool. Whew. How do you know if you're marrying the right person? And now it's time for Emily's social cues. And now we shall find out social cues with Emily. Um, you just know, man. You just know. I just know. You know, it's wedding season. I used to be a wedding planner. Yeah. And uh, I, I've seen countless a, not a number of weddings in my lifetime. And some of them, I see them and I'm like, man, they're not meant for each other. But this person on, uh, tw- on TikTok posted a video and I am fully convinced that they were made for each other. Basically, the video is of them giving their vows at the altar and out of the blue, you just see the bride's face just look it like in complete horror when they realize that a hornet had gotten trapped in the back of her dress, ah! like in like in the in the mesh part on her back. Sure. And oh. so, just listen to this video of uh, her realizing what was going on and seeing what the husband did or the soon-to-be husband in the middle of their vows. I promise to cherish you. I promise to cherish you. She's like messing with her dress. 
Standing there, so calm, it's insane. And uh, at the end of this video, she's like telling her to breathe and everything. And at the end of the video, right now he's just—he decides to reach into her dress and bare hand grabs the hornet, the angry hornet from the back of her dress, and throws it outside. And that's how you know that true love exists. He was getting into that honey pot. Oh, I know, mm-hmm. I know. And I—I mm-hmm. I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh my god, that is probably one of my worst nightmares when it comes to getting married. Besides getting married. That's like number one worst nightmare. nightmare. Number like a stinging insect getting number trapped in Number two your- is, yes, having a hornet get trapped in my dress in the middle of my vows. Um, well, I will have bees at my wedding. You- yes. <laughs> You're going to release them. The other. Mm-hmm. Release them. Oh, my them. God. Are yep. they going to carry the rings? Bring them to yep. you? Are you yeah. going to train a bunch of bees? <laughs> That'd be great. Have them walk down the altar? Uh, I used um, to be into bees, Emily. I don't know if you know that. You're still into bees. I'm surprised you don't used to. a little baby beekeeper or something. Have some, you know... They would never. They would never allow that in your backyard. I yeah, don't they think. do in Austin. They oh, they, they do. Yeah, yeah. You give even some huh. tax write offs. I think stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. a lot of work, though. Yeah, but, but point this being, is a besides hornet. bees, yes. wedding. Yeah, this yes. is a hornet. Completely yes. different. Um, and <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about all my different wedding exposures, and I think the worst thing that has happened at a wedding was the last time I planned a wedding. This is so embarrassing that I'm admitting online, online or on the radio <laughs> waves. Um, Broadcast. We had a bunch of centerpieces, and the bride insisted that they be fake flowers. Okay. So we had fake flower centerpieces, and we had candles, and she also insisted that they had to be real candles. Yeah, that's tough. Well, what doesn't work is when grandma and grandpa are sitting at the table, grandma knocks the candle just a little bit too far close to the uh, flowers, and the entire thing of flowers just on wow. in flames. That happened three times during wow. that whole wedding. That's three awesome. the same grandma. Giant bou- <laughs> She's know, trying right? to start stuff. Three giant bouquets of flowers just lit up in flames in two seconds. In the middle of different things. That's pretty during awesome. the first dance, during the cake cutting, during all this <laughs> stuff, there was just Flames. How tall were these flowers? I mean, candles. They weren't that tall. They were little, like little tea little lights. Tees. But if yeah. they from the top of the it, heat yeah. And and if you wow. just hit the plastic right, uh, just right, those flowers are so flammable. flammable yeah. And you know how embarrassing that was. So now, how did the bride and the groom take it? Like, were they? Um, I made sure that. Most of the time, they were not looking because, like I said, yeah. during the cake cutting, I just grabbed it and I threw Went it outside, outside. Yeah. and I started nice. stomping on it. So I have a pair of heels that are actually completely melted on the bottom because I had to stomp out so many flyers the <laughs> without them noticing. Hero. Yeah, but there was one uh, picture that didn't make it in, nice, in nice, the, nice. Uh, the, in the photog- whole wedding photography. Man, I bet that photographer was really trying to capture those. Like, yeah, and film. I was like, don't you dare. That's like a like, photographer. You know, they're always trying to capture stuff. Obviously, it's their sure. job. So I was like, man, if if I was the photographer, I'd be like, oh, man, i got to get one of those. Mm-hmm. No, this is going to go on my portfolio. Oh. I was like, don't you dare <laughs> That's great. capture oh, this. I've, I've only been to like a handful of weddings, and they all been went off pretty well. But no there fires, was no hornets? Nothing I would say that disastrous, but I did go to a good buddy's wedding, and a friend of ours, he was marrying, and her like younger brother came, and it was like a nice wedding. It was... It was you dress nice. You didn't have to come in a full-blown tux. I did because I was in a, a groomsman, but, uh, you know... You could be sort of like light casual, but no jeans necessarily. It was like it was but like her brother showed church. up in like a crappy like button down shirt with like some you oh. know sort of print stuff that looks all swirly and almost like you and can't some do jeans. That. And luckily he put some close toed shoes on. You know, it's yeah. like oh, so that gosh. felt even worse because it was part of the uh, the bride's family. That's and, embarrassing. I mean, People are hard to predict at those. Day, yeah. yeah. Did he cares, even wear cowboy boots? I feel like they have no. to. You have to wear cowboy boots if you show up Just with an outfit like that. some regulars. But that's really the only worst thing that happened. It was, it was a good wedding. It was fun. And, uh, you know, open bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can you, how can I complain? I've yeah. only ever had to, like, fix audio stuff. Yeah. Really? Pretty much. Yeah. That's it. How or have you had or, like, so pe- many good experiences people have, people have asked me to, like, help MC or do something, mm-hmm. but a lot of times you'll see, like, a uncle or someone they hired is not quite capable with running 
uh, wireless Cable. speakers, yeah, monitors, yeah, yeah. so I've had to like help with audio and fix, and that, yeah. that's about it. But every yeah, same thing. Like I haven't had any disasters. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. saving it for my own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ouch. Yeah. My- Other than how people structure their weddings, which we can talk about another day. Oh gosh. Pretty good. Yeah. They're fun. Well, lucky for you, I have a lot of trauma from weddings. You, you so. now know to get flame retardant flowers or yep. don't have candles. And don't do it outside. I don't want any <laughs> bugs <laughs> in my dress. Yeah, maybe never do it outside. Quilt for speed. <laughs> Matt Beard's here for the parent pickup. Those of you in the line are on the way home. We got gotcha. you. Uh, I think that it's probably, if you, if you talk to the average uh, young person, you don't really think of them as being into quilting. But you probably also don't think of them as being into geometry. <laughs> However, you can make some cool stuff with both, man. There is a, a teacher in uh, Oakland, California, who's teaching all these kids to quilt. Is it like when we'd make God's eyes? Well, s- sure. You, but sure. you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Okay. Similar to that, um, she's got a thing called Rock paper scissors collective and she's using it to she's a retired teacher she's using it to teach kids about a lot of concepts in geometry she's basically like look kids kids don't care about that two parallel lines are crossed by a transversal and they don't really care that much about quilting but when you put the two together they start to understand the concepts here's another weird thing i'm going to tell you about since covid started but really even before that I've got like six or seven friends, dude friends, tattooed dude friends, tattooed dude friends who do stuff like wrench on motorcycles, but also, strangely, got into quilting. Yeah, dude, quilting, sourdough, uh, composting plant, indoor gardens. My fiance is a crochet and a quilter. Yeah. Yeah. I have never really got into it. It seems odd to me, but apparently it's the same thing that like where guys like uh, to uh, cook and garden, but we like to keep our hands busy, right? And you might have a young person in your house. I say guy because traditionally you don't see as many dudes quilting. Sure. But uh, guys and girls, it, it keeps your hands busy. Yeah. It's it, You lay out these concepts. It helps with our design brain. And apparently kids really take to the idea of quilting. Cool, I don't know man. how you get them started. I don't yeah. know how to get my kids started quilting. Because it does sound like a grandma thing. It sounds really grandma yeah. doesn't it? I was going to know what was up, though, I right? would never do this, and then I realized, like, oh, wait, I was into making dream catchers and hip necklaces. It's a similar thing. It's yeah. a crafty art thing that usually you think grandmas do, but... I, I want to show you a picture of what looks like, um, basically... I, this is this is a hip hop group in Oakland, but instead they're quilting. It's a bunch. It's a whole room full of young dudes who are creating these quilts. And what she does is she even puts together uh, geometry problems. You have to solve the equations to figure out what how you're going to build your quilt. Wow, that's kind of cool. It's a really cool thing because Man. also conceptually, I mean, when you're sitting in a classroom, and especially if your brain isn't really good at building models sure. inside of your head. Yeah, a lot of people are visual learners, too, and this yeah. helps out a lot, especially with something that gets a bit more, not abstract, but complex, like mathematics, which it feels more abstract until you you know, actually do the work yourself. And I'm, I'm lucky in that I have a brain where if you show me two shapes and say, okay, rotate both shapes in opposite directions, 90 degrees, and then draw them backward Oof. in a mirror image, my brain, I can just do it very easily. Oh, right? sure, yeah. And my son can do that. But my daughter is completely lost on that concept because her brain doesn't work in the same way. And recently we were trying to go through that. And like, and, and to me, I'm like, but it's so easy, right? You just yeah. do this. And then I, and she's like, my, my brain, brain doesn't. Does it. And I'm same but some, if you put absolutely. them down, I showed them how to draw it, then to turn it. And when she sees it that way, she fully understands. You know, our brains just learn differently. Anyway, I think this is a great thing. If you've got somebody out there who's struggling to learn a little bit. Um, it could be a fun way. Huh, I think also yeah. anytime you match your hands and your brain together when yeah. you're learning, that stuff sticks way Very better. Much. I think Very. it probably almost becomes like muscle memory to a degree, like driving or something like that. That would be pretty rad to here, memorize math. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Here's the greatest advantage to this. Every year when the holidays roll around, you always think, what do I get for Grandma? A quilt. Oh God. If Five you get her quilt. a handmade quilt from one of the kids. <laughs> Cameron, I've been trying to get rid of my quilts I make. <laughs> 
It's the CJ Morgan Show. Five, 101X. How to actually eat at home. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat. That's right. We usually discuss cool bars, taco trailer trucks, and other places to go out and eat. And yeah. amongst that uh, fun fast food specials. But today on CJ's Fat, because of our developing and changing lifestyles, uh, Spencer and I are on a quest to uh, eat better, eat out less, and for me specifically, save money. But how do you do it? How do you eat at home? Right. It sounds so simple. Well, but it sounds so simple to people who do it all the time already, but for correct. people like us who got hooked on uh, the pandemic, well, not the pandemic, but no, you, delivery food. Delivery food during uh, the pandemic. Carry out even. Uh, and so so much more things. A, a busy work life where you're ordering a lot, you're eating takeout a lot, you're eating fast food a lot, or like we both enjoy doing, going out and eating at restaurants. Uh, it doesn't sound so simple. It sounds overwhelming. And even using meal prep services like uh, HelloFresh uh, can be expensive. It adds up, yeah. Uh, so... I found some things online on how to help us when it comes to uh, eating at home. First, and again, let me say, uh, eating healthy, meal prepping, all that is an art and it's a thing. But we are starting at the very, very basic level. The uh, beginning, basically. And the most (laughs) important thing uh, in my mind is preparation. It says to create a menu plan. If you don't have a plan, it's going to be very difficult to eat at home. It's going to be very difficult to go out and do some shopping and get all the groceries you need. Uh, So a menu plan is a great way. The problem is, you know, with me, I want different things on different nights. But if you if you have a menu plan, you can at least have the different items ready to go. Uh, say a grilled chicken, uh, uh, fried shrimp, whatever you want to do. Make your plan and what you're going to eat every night. I would add in there that uh, uh, find some sides, find some items you like, some steamed broccoli that you can microwave or, or oh, whatever or some to, frozen, to make it easy. Yeah, frozen veggies you can just quickly steam and they taste just as great. Absolutely. And, mm, and we've already proven scientifically on the show that uh, frozen veggies uh, have just as much nutri- nutrients and everything. Yeah, same as, thing uh, goes uh, for food. fruit, too. So if you're making smoothies, things like that at home, uh, go with the frozen stuff, be, man. It can be much, much cheaper. Uh it says after you have your uh, food and meal plans uh, available, have a few fast food meals available. Uh, the easiest, yes. easiest yes. thing to me, uh, besides, you know, you can do frozen pizzas, frozen pastas, sandwiches. Uh, one of the easiest things is HEB has a prepacked meal kit. Meal simples. It's very cheap. Yeah. Uh, you pop it in the oven. There's many different things. That, to me, is the easiest of yeah. easy. Have a few of those good to go. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you want to make sure you're not... Uh, b- keeping them too long because yeah, these sort of per, things do go they're bad. They're pretty fresh. You usually have to, uh, the quickest you got to eat one within two or three days or the longest I think some of their salmon can go for like a week because I've been doing that a lot recently. But yeah, great idea. Not fast food, traditional fast food, but things that if you don't feel like cooking when you get home at the you end of the day, in the oven. you can just throw it in. And uh, I'm not sure if this is a suggestion yet either, but what I've been trying to do is just sandwich. Get some like a, a simple meat or a, another simple topping, either some cheese or a vegetable you like. And some a condiment maybe, and just throw together a quick sandwich. Yeah, You're probably I'll, gonna get bored of them if you eat them all the time. But whenever you you don't feel like throwing something together, just make a little sandwich for it's dinner super or quick. specifically for lunch and super prep. Super easy. And I'll yeah. even I'll even add to that. A lot of times, uh, and this is kind of money saving. Kind of this might require a little more prep, uh, but. You'll have breads that are very cheap at HEB at yes. Walmart, too, that are, you know, cooked earlier in the day. They just got to get rid of them. Get those breads. Make a sandwich with that. A different Three different types of sandwiches. Wrap them in foil. Put them in a bag in the fridge. When you want one, uh, take it out. Throw it in the oven. Yeah. In the foil. And then you'll have a hot. So then you're not getting bored eating a bologna sandwich cold every day. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. still very simple. Uh, also says to stock your pantry with uh, staples. Uh, spaghetti sauce, pasta, flour, rice, beans, tortillas, uh, yes, frozen absolutely. whole chicken, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, frozen pizza, uh, all sorts of uh, casseroles, uh, bean burritos, tuna cans, chili. Uh, having a pantry with a lot of stuff like that, we forget about it. Yeah. Uh, but it's super easy to, to to heat up a can of chili. It's super easy to make some spaghetti or something like that. So yeah, if you yeah. have those options at, at your house already, and it's stuff that's not going to go uh, bad yeah. as quick as... 
Because I think what a lot of people do, what I do, is I'll get in these kicks of cooking at home. I'll go shopping, buy fresh veggies and meats, yeah. and then the veggies are going bad, and then the meats I'm having to put in the freezer. So yeah. this is not so making sure you have a, a, a good staples that last a while in your pantry. Helps. For sure, and I'm gonna say uh, if you're trying to lose weight and not just uh, uh, save some money, make sure to eat breakfast. Breakfast a lot of people skip because they they're like tired or they got to get up for work or they try to sleep in. A uh, quick thing to do, we just get some frozen crap. Uh, just throw it in the oven or in the uh, microwave and just have something in your stomach. It, it really helps to keep your mood up and keep you from wanting to eat a huge lunch or something later. That's obviously sure. going to keep your productivity up, too, when you're not so stuffed, you're not super tired. Spencer, you're absolutely correct because um, I will skip breakfast, and that leads yeah, yeah, yeah. to me to eating fast food or, or binging And if night. you make like a smoothie, you just do something quick, something uh, unless you eventually get into loving making your own breakfast, but to, to just start, just do something. Something quick and I simple. I ate cereal today, finally. Good for you, bud. Uh, and and again, I don't like eating breakfast. I don't like eating cereal. It's hard sometimes so when I you wake up. I buy little kids' cereal. I buy yeah. Frosted Flakes, and I eat that because it's good, uh, but it, I'm eating something. Uh, another tip, find copycat recipes of your favorite meals yeah. uh, for a day you really want to go out and eat at Panera Bread, Applebee's, whatever. It doesn't have to be those places. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of times there are copycat recipes online where you can recreate in your own way uh, different meals that some of your favorite restaurants have, and that'll keep you at home. Yeah, uh, We'll have more tips tomorrow on how to eat at home. And again, this isn't about super being healthy, super saving money, but just little steps to get there so you can be rich and skinny like Spencer and I. What better way to have a competition amongst friends than brackets? It's uh, it's officially March. It's bracket season. We're going to play a little game called Bracket Busters or Breaking the Bracket or like that cupping song, like, it's bracket season. Uh, point being, Matt's here, Emily, and Spencer, myself, CJ. We're going to do our first bracket this week. You guys like brackets? Brackets are fun. Yeah. yeah. I love brackets. I love a good bracket. Yeah, man. I'm That's the good. only way I understand sports oh? is through brackets. Well, we're going to incorporate sports and music because we are on radio. I thought we'd start uh, this first uh, first round. Pretty simple bracket. We, we talk about music, our bands. We all come from, you know, different age groups and, and genres and things. So I think uh, we just pick our four favorite bands. Just the band or the artist. Uh, put them in a bracket, shuffle them randomly, and see whose artist comes out on top. Whose band? Who will win? Ooh, there's a lot of pressure in this one. All right, I'm going to choose Mozart and Beethoven. They were together. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, are you really? No, uh, but I'll start with you, Emily. Any questions before we get to bracketing? Ah, you're going to start with me. Okay. Concerns, comments? Yeah, Emily and I were sitting around uh, earlier before the show. Uh, Did y'all have sort some of, crossover? No, no, but we were like, no. man, a lot of the bands we listen to aren't as radio-heavy or popular, so we were having trouble choosing at least That's one, okay. one or two. Well, I think do a little bit of both, a little bit of like one. And, and I already have, so but it's like, so I was trying to decide my last two, but I you, finally came you, across You one. have four total that you can choose, yeah. so, you yes. know, kind of, obviously you want people to vote on, you want people to hear, but you want to have your own style nailed down, too, so Emily, give us... Your first band. Oh my god. Okay. My first band, and I'm I'm gonna say this because their brand new album, incredible, kills me. I'm so glad they're back. Girl Power, it's Paramore. I Paramore, think okay. We're going for bands that I love and enjoy. And when I was looking through all of my previous playlists over the years, it has always included at least one or more Paramore song. There you go. She is consistent. She is one of the baddest bitches when it comes to performance these days she is a i almost swear i, I never you, i have, you're getting passionate, I have okay. never sworn on the radio but i almost swore she is one of the uh, coolest rock chicks uh, of this generation and i believe it all right paramore it is for uh emily matt uh you i don't are know if i'm supposed to explain myself i just am very no, passionate no that's fine i just listen one right now yeah but, well, I think that any you spend you, many genres. If you do, if you're going to be part of the something, I want people to know how super smart I am. So I'm going to do field recordings of pygmies in Uganda. Mm. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, they play the water. This isn't KUTX. So oh, we don't have to okay. Do that. Then I can, yeah, I can just yeah, be yeah. real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. That makes it much uh, better. Pixies. Pixie. Oh, good. Yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you one. get into any kind of uh, anything that happened after hair metal. Uh, you got, uh, you know, uh, grunge. That fun alternative. Pixies was kind of the yeah. proto for that. Mm -hmm. A lot of the alternative you have today, even, 
uh, you're going to be able to look back on if you like, say you like Cage the Elephant or Tame Impala. It's all going to have the little branches back to the Pixies. Love them, love them, and I think they deserve to be in the hit. Good call. I like it a lot. Spencer. Mm. Uh man, I'm gonna go with the Rockin' Tours for my first one. Okay, Ooh, good, one. A good one. Big too. fan of a lot of Jack White stuff, but the Rockin' Tours, especially their second album, Consolers of the Lonely, I think is a fine album. And um, it seemed like they were going for some indie rock sort of sound on their first album, but they fully branched into just sort of more of a classic rock sort of sound. And I think they do it well, uh, Jack okay. White and the rest of the uh, super group, if you will, who I know none of the other people doesn't matter to you. Uh, great live, Rock too. Tours also, Love them. you know, fun band um, to listen. In the vein of what Matt was doing earlier, being a snobby music clef, I don't want to do that, but I got to be honest that this is my favorite band. Um, That's okay. And okay. It is, this is a safe space. It is my Jeez. most listened to. If they're doing a tour, I'm going to go see them. No, please say Silkworm. It's, please it's, say uh, Silkworm. I was going to do a joke answer, but I, I just got to say Radiohead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I was it, that, it is I very that. I was that queefy. It's it's musicy because because it's Radiohead, man. They're a it's great a, band. Yeah, I mean, the the reason why there's that stereotype is because everybody knows that they're good. But they they're great and they have commercial success and they have underground hits mm-hmm. and they've uh, inspired a lot of artists. I think I think it's, that's not even something you should be shamed about. Okay, uh, real quickly, let's go one more and then we'll come back, pick the rest of our bands, and uh, actually assemble this into a bracket. Emily. All right, next one. Um, I'm going to go with Nirvana. Oh, really? I know. Interesting choice for me. And that's mainly because um, Nirvana, I mean, you know, Kurt Cobain, rest in peace, 1994. I was born in 1998, but yet there were still kids who were obsessed with Nirvana and the whole culture that that Nirvana created when I was in high school in 2016. Perfect. uh... So that's my example, is it has continued on to be a... uh, different types of quote-unquote counterculture that came with their music. Um, Perfect band for high school, though. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. It's the moodiness that everybody can relate to at some point in their life. More Bracket Busters coming up. Uh, Suggestions needed. 512-835-1015. We're each picking four of our favorite bands, and they'll compete to see who is the best. We're playing a little game. All of March, uh, we're going to be doing Bracket Busters. This week, we've chosen four of our favorite bands. Each of us, they will be compiled into a bracket, put against each other, and only one will win. Matt, uh, who's your next pick? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to just call it the P-Funk Universe. Park, uh, Parliament, Funkadelic, P-Funk All-Stars, uh, FSQ. There were so many bands that were all essentially uh, George Clinton, Bootsy Collins spinoffs. But uh, I, I it, all of hip-hop and rap comes from that, and it still absolutely jams to this day. And I think that the, a lot of those recordings are 50 years old. I put them on at parties. People still People go, still move. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. All right, P-Funk, Spencer. Mm. I was torn between two of these bands. One I haven't listened to in quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yes. And a new Ooh, band that I actually good. really like, Wet Leg. So I'm going to go with Wet Leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go with a new one. Because I've heard them more recently, and while I was looking through my Spotify earlier when Em and I were like, didn't know what to choose, I saw that I liked almost every one of their songs off their album. Yeah, they're so, incredible. They as just far run, as a first, won a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah, as far as a first debut is concerned. I'm excited, so I'm just put them in there for the, the new sort of contender, essentially. Wet leg for spinning. Wet leg. Um, now I'm starting to get uh, re-questioning and asking stuff, so I'll just go with someone that I know. Again, favorite band for a long time. They've had at least two songs that have been my number one of a year, and that is uh, to go back into white hipster guy, the National. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we all have a theme here. Emily, it is your turn to pick your next favorite band. Okay, previously I had Paramore and Nirvana, and again, I don't, I didn't mean to have a theme. But it's now been pointed out. I'm going with Rage Against the Machine. Oh, Emily, yes. I'm learning a lot about you. you. Are, these are Damn a lot it, of bands band that I listened to and uh, that not a lot of people know about. I, I love Rage Against the Machine. Unfortunately, an ex-boyfriend was the one that introduced me to everything that Zach De La Rocha does. And uh, now I can't go to their concerts because they're always sold out everywhere because they barely tour. But God, I just, I like to rage. That's my. They're my second. Fa- they're my first favorite machine, uh, and then Florence is the second. Ah, I yeah. See. Okay, so. you love the machines, uh, Matt. <laughs> uh, I'm realizing that in mine, when I was looking at favorites, it, a lot of it had to do with 
total body body work and how many other bands I listened to were influenced by this. Sure. Yeah, dude, just uh, your yeah. favorites. What do you like? Uh, Miles Davis. Miles Ooh. Davis. Uh, started with all kinds of bop jazz, hard bop. It goes into electric jazz. Yeah. And then entered mm. into the hip-hop world. Uh, and still, it's... I don't even know the whole body of work, but I'll tell you, just kind of every Sunday, throw it on, very relaxing, end of the week. Yeah. Now, nice. your, your first two Great. choices were uh, Pixies and what was the second? I couldn't recall. Uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Yes. Oh, man. That may be off of some people's radars, but you would know any, any of their songs I put on, you'd be like, oh, this is Funkadelic? Uh, you would recognize it right away. Sweet. Plus, constantly sampled in most of the music you're listening to today. Hmm. Spinning. Uh, my turn. turn. My first two choices were Rockin' Tours and the newest band from the UK, Wet Lag. My third choice would be a band that I grew up listening to, one of my first favorites, uh, specifically in the punk genre. Now they, they sort of came up, you know, in the late '80s and mid early early to mid '90s. It's Bad Religion. Uh, they're very melodic, very fun, and of course influenced a lot of uh, melodic or pop punk bands as well to date. So. That's my choice. Plus, strong. you can still grab one of their hoodies at Hot Topic. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a band for you if you can buy something at Hot Topic, I guess. <laughs> Man, now I'm getting uh, kind of stuck again. Hey, it's just one um, time. It's just I, it's just one radio bit. You can throw the other bands into the next radio bit. I yeah. love Cigaros and Post Rock. Sufjan Stevens, probably Ooh. too similar to the National. Ooh. Arcade Fire. Ooh. God, you are sad, dude. Uh, dude, I know. Yeah, uh, I know. I sad know. I know. But then, I'm mad. He's sad. But now I'm <laughs> now I'm stuck between David Bowie and the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like uh, I hate that. Huh? I feel like there's got to be some representation of hip hop high school CJ, uh, and uh, that's got to be DMX. Yeah. Which, uh, DMX. DMX. Yeah, I listen to more DMX. Like, sure, dude, I listen to The Roots. I listen to Wu Tang. I listen to Diggable Planets. I, I listen to all uh, Black Star. But DMX was my ass, my jam. Wow. You, so you you went from angry to sad. Is that what happened? Pretty much. Too much adrenaline. Yeah. Last round coming right up. Uh, Bracket Busters. You can vote on who's the champion or tell us if there are any glaring artists that should be our favorites. Maybe Matt's cheating. I think he is. He's, he's picking like hip classic stuff. All right, let's pick our uh, last round of bands for this bracket. Uh, man, I dude, brackets are fun, but I love the the Morning X has the draft, and that was the best bit ever. Uh, either way, Emily. <laughs> Um, okay. Last man. round. Last round for me. This is going to be a hard one. Um, you know, I think this is, I'm very influenced by people that I've seen recently live too, minus Nirvana, rest in peace. Um, I'm going to go with, I really like the gorillas. Oh, good. I, I, I almost they, chose them. They step into so many different types of genres that a lot of, uh, bands these days are too afraid to step into. They have that whole like animation kind of added technology element that Damon I think is Damon Alburn's an amazing producer. Yes, and, it's and, Yeah. Incredible. Their collaborations have been great. They are collaborate with everybody. They just collaborated with Stevie Nicks. I just yeah yeah, yeah. I played so it on fun. exposure and Bad Bunny in the same exact yeah. um, album Paula as well. I just yeah. heard. My yeah. favorite Gorillaz memories when they were first kind of coming about. Um, we were booking a concert for uh, one of our high school things, and Gorillaz were one of the like ten in our finalist list. Uh-huh. And some dude stands up and is like. Do we really want a damn cartoon band playing the Spring <laughs> Festival out? It's a cartoon band. And uh, it's more got, than just that. Kind of swayed them off the list. Uh, oh. Matt, it is now your turn for your final pick. You know me well enough, CJ. You can look at my uh, four, three there. You probably know what's coming up. First artist I remember listening to as a kid uh, will be my favorite, will crush me. Uh, if this artist leaves the planet, start writing him now. you can start writing it. Has collaborated with Snoop Dogg, who's very popular and lovable. Has collaborated with Dolly Parton, who's having a moment. Has covered Pearl Jam and everyone else in between. Uh, it's Austin's own hometown hero, Willie 
Nelson. I don't even need to tell you why this is on my list. I oh. get it. I wrote, down the, I wrote down the Smiths. <laughs> uh, no Depeche Mode, no Smiths, Matt. Pixies covered. Uh, well, I, I couldn't decide between The Cure, The Pixie, uh, The Cure, The Smiths, and uh, Depeche Mode. And Those all being Pixies some favorites. Was... You know, if you look here, you can see that I'm a very nostalgic person, and I look back at times that existed before I was born or seemed to be my favorite time yes. to listen to music. But, uh, yeah, I think I've got all my bases covered here. All right. Spencer, your last one for the bracket. Oh, man, this is a band I loved since the mid-2000s back in college and things. And uh, a band that uh, about four or five years ago had a huge smash universal hit called Feel It Still. It's Portugal the Man. Mm-hmm. Well done. Be, be, be. I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> no, I do, but... Oh yeah, one of my faves. All right, solid my, fave. My last one again. I have uh, David Bowie just lingering over me, um, but I kind of feel like picking Bowie, Beatles, something like that might be unfair. I, I had to drop Bowie. It was in my would have been my fifth. So that's who I'm. I'm lobbying for you. You, to go Bowie. you mentioned that on Sundays you put on Miles Davis. On Sundays I put on Bowie, and that's my good mood. Gardening, cleaning the house, kind of music, uh, and I throw some Queen songs in there. I throw some Bowie covers and stuff. But I think I have to be honest with myself and honest with high school and junior college and college, CJ. Oh, sweet. Here comes 311, everybody. And put oh, down. No. Oh, Dave Matthews. Dave Lincoln Matthews. Park. Lincoln down, Park. Uh, Lincoln Park. <laughs> I, gotta, I have to put down my favorite band, the first concert I got in a car with friends to see, the first band I followed to multiple concerts. Um and uh, yeah, that is Dave Matthews' band. Yeah, yeah, really? called yeah. It. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I called it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, can't, Hell yeah. I can't go cool. I have to go honest. And you even should. though I can't listen to him anymore, uh, I had every album um, in CD, in vinyl. Wow. Uh, watched him tour. Yeah, so there we go. We have the. Uh, Entries. I have shuffled the brackets, and you can vote all week. Uh, the best band round one: Tours versus The National, Willie Nelson versus Nirvana, DMX versus Portugal the Man, Miles Davis versus Radiohead, uh, P Funk versus The Gorillas, Rage Against the Machine versus Bad Religion, Dave Matthews Band versus The Pixies, and Wet Leg versus Paramore. Vote now at CJ Morgan Show on Instagram. Matt, Matt Emily, Emily, and Spenny. Just a few of the weirdos that can tolerate this guy. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X. Lord of the Rings characters that should have their own spinoff. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. That's right, it's time to get into Lord of the Rings. Uh, an article came out after the most recent uh, television series about uh, the Tolkien world, and there are several Lord of the Rings characters that should totally get their own movies. Uh, reading through this, I'm going to tell you, no, none of them should. Yeah, none of them. That's what I've Not a really? goddamn one. I can't none. think of anyone that needs if one. If there is going to be one, it's <laughs> going to... I don't know, Gandalf doing some nope, wizard stuff. Nope, too much Gandalf. Morgoth. Morgoth is the only one. He's in the Cimmerillion. He's way in ancient times. That's the only thing I care about. I don't care about it. Like, same with Star Wars. Stop doing... You have endless universe of stories and tales and timelines. And lots of different factions. Lots of different things Stop going on. Stop with the on. same characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially since a lot of the actors we love and grew up watching these characters are aging out and yes. stuff. Yes. Anyhow, now that we've settled that debate, Emily, <laughs> uh, someone on 101X's Twitter brought something up, and I completely disagree with them. I guess recently sure. you were talking about your venture into Lord of the Rings. Uh, first, uh -huh. have you watched it yet? No. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, next, I thought I had adequately settled this, uh, this discussion, but uh, you are... Going to sit down and watch it with a group of friends. Correct. Who are experienced, and they want to watch the extended version. Correct. And this uh, listener on Twitter was like, oh, you have to don't go with that theater cut trash. Watch the extended. And I'm adamantly against that. Yeah. It is frustrating, and it is completely yeah, the, wrong. The, the, the things that won all the Oscars were the uh, the theatrical cuts, not the whole full the That is true. The <laughs> things that got non-nerd fans 
even even people like me that are a nerd, the extendeds are too long. Yeah. There's so much garbage that should have been cut out. Like, I don't need to know and see everything that was in those. Are there important things? Are there cool things? Absolutely. Is it worth a brand new... Man, she just... Look at her. She's falling asleep. I am. I have a yawn. I'm just... My only thing is, is I want Emily to do herself a favor and give her the best chance of to enjoying, like it and enjoying yes. it. And that is watching the theatrical cut. If you do like it, then you can be like, all right, I want to jump more into this. Yeah. But it's it's boring. They're boring in way too long. <laughs> it's not worth it. Well, you convinced me. Okay, I, maybe I shouldn't watch the, the, it at all. The theatrical cut's already boring and way too long. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Okay, wait, Whoa. wait. You were supposed to tell me that I should watch it. You're not convincing me. You should watch it. Everyone should see Lord of the Rings, you included. But not... A way too long. Uh, it's it's yeah. just a lot. They're already I, three I, hours long. You know, I think I have solved this issue automatically uh, because you have Hobbit feet. I I have really big feet, so maybe <laughs> are um, they hairy? No, I shaved them recently. <laughs> so. Good. No, no, no. My, my solution is I barely have time to watch one movie, let alone an extra cut movie. So uh, realistically, an long movie. Okay. I'm going to probably just watch the See, original. I was worried by looking at the Morning X listeners commenting on our Twitter that you had been convinced to watch the extended editions. And I just think that's a mistake because we'll if anything, it'll just make you hate that you watched it, and it'll leave a bad taste in your mouth. And I want you to enjoy and love Lord of the Rings as much as I do. Do you love it? I don't think that's yeah. Oh, happen. yeah. I don't but, think it's going to happen, man. You yeah. can't make people enjoy your favorite source material. You it, know sure, I mean? but at least I'm giving her the best chance. Emily sure. is having a shot at seeing what we all first saw, not sure. yeah, what yeah. was purposely and reasonably cut away. Yeah. That's true. And if I get really into it, maybe I'll just go on YouTube and search up the scenes that they cut out and just watch the scenes yeah. and uh, not watch and the whole movie again, I've, I've but just that. watch the scenes. I've done that with so many David Lynch, David Lynch films because, again, I don't I understand why it's not in the movie, but I like I like David Lynch enough that I want to see the weird stuff that was too bizarre for him and it was cut, <laughs> which is fine. But, yeah, yeah, you can do that online. You don't need cool. to sit there and watch it. OK, there. the yes. deal is settled. Yes. What was this third report about again? Lord uh, of the Rings? Spin off. Uh, about you, CJ. Uh, it all is. <laughs> the extended version. Oh, I can back you up, baby. Uh, now it's time to play Juvenile. Let's back that ass up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, fun? yeah. Back that ass up. Sorry, well, I didn't get your daddy when you back. That was before your time, Emily. No, I know that song okay. now that you sing it. Oh, it's called a, Dad a Rap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called Dad Rap. Sadly, it, it now is. Ouch. Uh, yeah. No, I'm really good at parallel parking. Sorry, that was that was clickbaity. Congrats. Yes, yes, you should be. You should be congratulating me because it has taken me this long to get this good at parallel parking. Okay. And I'm very confident Can about you do it. it in one move? You can't do parallel parking in one move at all unless you just pull in. Yeah, you can. How? You get you stop right next to the vehicle. That's one move. Yeah. And then you that no no once you're stopped that's when the moves start. Then you just crank it and you fit right in and, and you ride the wheels you go. Most people go back and then you have to do the second move to turn in. What? But I just do I just do one. You just wiggle it back and then you're in. He also has a backup camera. Uh, no, I I the backup camera made it hard. Actually, the That's backup camera ruined my it, parallel parking. It does ruin. It I makes don't it have much a, more difficult for me now. See, um, I could parallel park much easier without a backup camera. And I don't have a backup camera. And so I have not been ruined by technology and what it has provided all of you out there that are backing up your cars right now. I don't see that. Um, also, I think I do it swiftly, like in one move. So you only put it in reverse. You don't put it back into drive and then into park. When you park, it goes reverse and then into park. Well, you you should adjust yourself. Do you just never adjust yourself? No, I adjust when I'm reversing. That explains why they're always so crooked. I slip right in perfectly. I don't believe it. Um, But the other day, I did some killer, killer parallel parking. Uh, So I went and I I parked very normally. And um, I I went back to my car a couple hours later and some guy had parked way too close to me. So I didn't even think I was going to be able to get out. Guess what? Got out, zero bumps. Now, uh, yesterday, I went downtown-ish. I don't even remember where I was. 
and Whoa. it was another well it's, like, it's like a dream waking dream yeah i was not intoxicated <laughs> i just okay, have been out of it but i found there was one spot left you know but it was one of those tight spots once again and i was like man getting out of that tight spot a couple of weeks ago was hard enough am but i gonna be able to get, get in, in? And I did. Nice. And ever since then, I have just felt on top of the world. And I, I took a picture of my parallel parking and everything because I was so proud of yeah, it. how you yes. squeezed right in. Isn't and it an odd thing? And it feels good. It feels good. If you do it right, yeah. If you Mostly because, like, well, we usually don't do it a lot unless you're going downtown. And sometimes we'll park out here on the street. Mm-hmm. And that's where I usually end up doing it because it had been, like, years since I'd parallel parked. And I've been doing it more recently. I'm like, all right. I was a little rusty the first, like, two times. Yep. But now I'm like, boom, just do it in, Feels I think, good. essentially one motion. Now, if, you, yeah. if you have to Austin so powers few, it, it's embarrassing. Oh, oh, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. The same, especially with tight, weird ones. Or you take are, too much of an aim because I always... Well, there are times sometimes where I overthink it and I pull a little too far ahead, like the, of the car uh, that you're trying to park behind, mm-hmm. and it just sort of screws things up. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm going to clip damn it. it. Damn yeah. it! Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've gotten a little too cocky though because I'm I've talked about this on the morning show. I'm teaching my friend how to drive because you tried to handbrake it and just slide right into no, the spot. No, no, no. Oh we, yeah, J turn right around and uh, no. Go ahead. We just gotten <laughs> to, what fifteen year old friend do you have? No, he okay. He's not fifteen. He is like he's a year 16. or two younger than me. Okay, okay. He just hasn't had the opportunity to take his driving test. He doesn't have a lot of money. Okay, okay. You know. Fair enough. He he. Yeah. So uh, basically, all of his friends, all of us, we are his parents. And so he's finally gotten to the point where he's like, okay, I can finally afford to go take the driver's test, get a car, whatever. So we're teaching him. And I am responsible for the parallel parking portion. And I am so proud that he chose me because it makes me even more cocky about my parallel parking. He's never seen me parallel park. Just keep your brake on until the wheel is turned. Always turn the wheel fully before... Moving. Before moving. Yes. Yes. That's a key. Yes. And he, we went out and practiced uh, actually pretty recently, and he was able to get it that same exact night. Wow. The same night. So I taught him how to parallel park. You're teaching a man to to fish instead of just catching it for him. Mm-hmm. Well done, Emily. Thank you. Proud of you. This is a service. You've I know. Done. Thank you. Wow. Thank, yeah. Thank me for my service. Well, I, mean, I yes. actually did <laughs> take a picture of me parallel parking perfectly on the street the other day to send to him to a kind of brag about see this is why you chose me as your teacher because look at how amazing this parallel parking job is this whole thing is just an ego boost oh yeah and it's been amazing i have felt incredible yeah there's plenty of people that don't know how to do it they're all they're way too far away from the curve i've seen it even out here on our street taking bad angles yeah it's just like oh cool Um, or they're crooked and it's fine look as long as it's good enough that's at the end of the day so what if anybody (laughs) has a kid out there that needs to learn how to drive hit me up i will teach them how to parallel park Maybe potentially they have to be on Let's my schedule, which is why there's a spot on the opposite side of the street, and you're on this side. Yes, that's the next level of parallel parking. It happens all the time if you're downtown mm-hmm. looking to go to a venue or something, and you see a spot, and you're like, "Crap!" I, by the time I loop around, it's going to be gone. What you do is you speed up <laughs> and you start to drift into the opposite <laughs> lane. Yeah, then and you hand turn. you yeah, hand break yeah. it and hit it hard, and you go. And skid oh, right yeah. into the spot. For those of you if that you are not do that. watching in through our window at the station, he just used a piece of paper as an example yeah. to show me. Yeah. Now you know. Yes. Thank you. Did you know? Yesterday you learned about peaches and oranges. Today, who knows what you're going to did you know about? Oh. Yes. Time to find out. Yes. Uh, did you know? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles when they debuted in England in the 80s uh, because ninja has very violent connotations. So they wanted to soften it for the ghettos a little bit. Wow. Did not know that. I I didn't know that either, and I I don't know how to... I feel like maybe I... All right, Matt, just continue on. Did you know... Idiopathic diseases are conditions whose symptoms can be described... But have no known cause. Basically, mm. mystery diseases. Oh, spooky. Yeah, they're like, hey, we know what this is. We've seen it in other patients. We can describe wh- what it is and how it's affecting you. We don't know why you have it or what to do about it. Uh, that's a Welcome idiosyncratic. 
but that's different from like Morgellons, which is where you think you have something and you don't. Uh, no, I think a that's ner- a shoe insert. Magellan. <laughs> Gel- Are you Jellin? I'm Jellin. Right. Uh, anyhow, this is not a, this is not called. I'm gonna speculate, Spinny. It's called. Did you know Dr. Pepper debuted in 1885, exactly one year before the Coca-Cola product? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Did you know? Tell us. uh, No actor or actress, now we just say actor, uh, has ever won an Oscar for a Steven Spielberg movie until uh, Daniel Day-Lewis in the movie Lincoln. Um, which I did not see. Best Daniel Day Lewis, in my opinion. Uh, Bill the Butcher, gang, Gangs of New York. Yeah, Bill, Bill the, Butcher. the Butcher. Just, just incredible movie. I, I can watch that again and again. I love period pieces. He was scary, fall, man. He, he was scary. Based on a real dude, but he yeah. looks like when you're in middle school and there's like the neighborhood bully that's the badass, and you're kind of like cool with him. And so you talk and you see him in the playground and outside of school, but at any moment, you know, like you, it's, it's this weird fealty to this right. older, he, scary bully. If he loses, uh, if you lose, if you stop showing purpose to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. He'll just drop you. Best Daniel Day Lewis, Matt? The Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> no, but speaking of, did you know? It's a good one. You're familiar with the uh, figure Pocahontas? Oh. And you're probably familiar uh, with William Shakespeare, right? Yeah, we've got to study that guy. Did you know they lived at the exact same time? And they died like a year apart from one another? Does not seem like it, but yeah, they did. You want to know something else weird? They both died like 100 miles from each other. Uh, yeah, because they took her to England, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pocahontas died in England. Uh, Yeah, uh, William Shakespeare died April 1616. And she died uh, March 16, 17, both of them in England. No, that yeah. was a good did you know. Within the same year. Wow. We did gotta, you know we gotta mind William Shakespeare better. actually didn't die? He stole his death. <laughs> Matt, you're silly. You can't say did you know if it's not uh, okay, absolutely factual. Spinny, what Ooh, do we know? My turn. Oh, man, I got distracted. That was such an exciting one. Um, let's see I here. I think you're lying to me. I think you just got distracted from your... Page, you were maybe looking at the wall or something. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> Did you know that 70s show debuted in 1998, which is 18 years after the 70s ended? That 90s show recently debuted on Netflix last month, 23 years after the 90s ended. Didn't everyone start like being bad on that show? Like, didn't Wilmer Vildorado have a thing, and then the redhead dude like straight up did some bads? Mm, I think everyone else was pretty cool except for what's Laura, her name's a Scientologist. Laura Prepon, who was about to just hey, no, no, say only, like three well, of the people of the main cast Danny of that Masterson, show. Danny Masterson, who played Hyde, was also a Scientologist and a little bit rapey. So. See, that's it. But Wilmer Vildorado, when he was like know. suddenly like I'm a cool guy now, no. after the show did something, she's weird. I uh, actually kind of. Was on was MTV's Yo Mama. Okay, did you know? There we go. <laughs> Best thing I've ever been on is Yo Mama. <laughs> Got me. Speaking of Mount Everest, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Speaking of dystopian nightmares, Ford's got one for you. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it Weird or Wired with Matt Bearden? Give it to me. Uh, something that's kind of expensive for Ford is they do a lot of financing. Um, personally, you know, they are kind of their own bank. You go to buy a Ford car. Actually, any car dealership will do this. You do the deal and you go back to uh, the finance manager and talk with them. Yeah, same with Nissan. Mine was through NMAC or whatever. Right, but Ford is doing something a little differently. They are putting, uh, I've seen that they've, they've applied for a patent. They want to do something different about yeah. their financing. Which is, it's expensive to have a car repossessed. Yeah, you've got to pay a, sort of a third party, essentially, right? To go right. And so you would repossess. save a lot of money if you could figure out a way to get people just to always make their payments, and they have figured out a way, which I know, is... I know where this is headed. Well, I saw... Yeah, cars are now attached to the internet, essentially, yeah. and... They can shut it off? It's even worse than that. Yeah. They're not going to shut it off. It's just that... You know how many text messages you got from uh, campaigns during the last election cycle okay, asking if you annoying. wanted to give 5 or $10? Uh, do you know how many times CVS writes you to let you know, hey, you have a prescription, you want us to refill it? They're going to have the 
car like talk like while you're driving the whole time while you're driving just it's going to be like hey like the seatbelt you did it's like the seatbelt yeah. chime hey it's you gotta gonna, pay you gotta pay make your payment Damn, you want to make that payment right now that's awesome you can make that payment right I now hate it, but that's so annoying but also mm, smart no it's genius but it's also a dystopian future yes. the basic concept I was about to say then well, you're well, gonna well, there's even more coming I know well, I was so. gonna say then you're gonna have people that aren't gonna go and ever buy a Ford again but you don't want those broke ass Anyways, we already have it where the phone, where the uh, the network can basically connect your car to a police authority and notify them if there's been an accident, to a medical authority, and even send out an ambulance. They can often know, hey, you just had a wreck at 65 miles an hour. We're dispatching before you even call. We are dispatching um, EMS, EMS because yeah. we have a feeling yeah. you're going to need it. They even have now. Uh, they can will now be able to contact a repossession agency and a lending institution, and may cause, quote, a certain level of discomfort to a driver and occupants of the vehicle. Yeah. Now, this is uh, the, the current patent ride, because there's also, I think, discussions, not to step on this story, eventually when we have self-driving cars... <laughs> So they can just repossess your car like automatically on your own. It'll, It'll just take drive away. In. It'll drive it with reverse back Carvana. To the, yeah, but what if you got in your car? Oh it locks the doors and it purposely drives you to Mopac where you can't move in a traffic. <laughs> and it's like if you want out of this traffic, you're going to have to. I, here's what's even worse. Imagine. It locks the doors. You can't get out. It sets the radio to a loop of that this song. Show. Even better. Of this I show. Like that. I like Ugh. that. You can't. Terrible. In order to turn off the C.J. Morgan Show, make a payment. The C.J. Morgan Show, where your opinions are welcome. Kind of. Text us anytime. 512-835-1015. 